Hey, survivors, it's Rosanna again from Mindshift Thrive Global Ministries podcast. Thank you so much again for joining us on another great episode. Today, we have somebody very special from our Mindshift Tribe team. Her name is Paulette. She is our makeup artist. She has been working with us for several months now, and I'm so excited to bring her on because she's a thriver. She's a survivor that's been thriving for a very long time with Christ. And it's a wonderful thing to know that somebody that's on your team understands what it's like to be a survivor and to pour into you. Paulette is very special to me because every single time she comes and she works on myself or our guests, she makes them feel at ease. She makes them feel at home and she makes them feel loved. But for me, one of the best things is that she pours into us. Paulette can be a little quiet and timid, but when she has something to say, she packs it with a punch and she packs it with a word of God. So Paulette, like I said, you mean a lot to us. And that's one of the reasons why you're here on the podcast today. Thank you, Rosanna. You're welcome. That was so beautiful. Oh, you know that I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. So let's talk a little bit about you as a survivor and now walking with the Lord could you take us back to the time where you first experienced abuse in your life? The first time I experienced abuse was by my father. He was very mentally abusing and physically abusing as well. Mm. Um, he wasn't in my life long because he passed by the time I was 12 or 13. So when did it start? From the time I remember, um, even moments that I don't remember, I was told a story of when I was like maybe three mm -hmm. and I said something that was out of order and I was told that he slapped me. Mm -hmm. So it it gives you an idea of the type of discipline because I definitely agree with discipline in a child. So it creates healthy boundaries. However, his was very inappropriate. And I understand it's because he experienced the same thing mm. growing up. And back then, it was normal to literally beat your children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But even as a child, I realized that something was wrong with it. I realized that the root of it wasn't right. Um, and so I, when you were a child mm -hmm. and you realized something was wrong, mm -hmm. do you remember the emotions that you struggled with? Yes. Back then, I was really into people pleasing, mm -hmm. trying to be good enough, um, trying to really make sure that I didn't anger him with any type of behavior. Um, I knew something was wrong because from time to time I would go to my mom and I would ask her, well, why does he do this? And at one point I actually went to her and said, I don't think he likes me mm. because it seemed like it was a personal attack mm. versus him rearing and raising a child. So you question your worth as a daughter mm -hmm. with him. And would you attempt to please him more to gain acceptance or would you isolate yourself from him or both 
It was more so just trying to stay out of the way. Okay. Um, to be seen but not heard because you never knew what could trigger him. Mm-hmm. Later on as an adult, I realized, because we have our own experiences, I realized that he was dealing with a lot of unhappiness within himself mm-hmm. and his life and his life choices. And he was taking it out on the most vulnerable that couldn't fight back. Right, right. And that's one of the main characteristics of a perpetrator, of an abuser, to maintain control yes. and manipulation. So in order for him to feel like he's in charge. To have control where he felt like he didn't have control right. in his life. Yeah. So um, that went on throughout my childhood. My mom and him, they would break up to make up a lot. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I started celebrating when he would leave. Like, oh, thank God. Like, really? You were Now relieved. I can breathe. Yeah. yeah now yeah. How I can just be without being on edge mm. as a child. Like, right. You know, and when he would come back, it was just like, oh, gosh, mm. here we go again. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting how we have different perceptions of what we experience. Because what do you mean by that? Because I have a sister, and her experience is totally different from mine. Interesting. She said that she would be upset when he left because she wanted that family unit, even if it wasn't the healthiest. So was he treating her the way he was treating you? He, I know you don't want to speak for her. I don't want to speak for her. However, I can say this. He was physically you know, abusive with her as well. It was just a different experience because he saw a lot of strength in her and he saw some defiance in her because my sister has always been a very strong person. And if she didn't want to do something, she wasn't going to do it. And I believe he saw a lot of his characteristics in her and he respected that more. Okay. Versus. So some favoritism? Definitely. That's I could what it say sounds like. I can say yes to that. And the reason why I can say that yes to that, it's it's sad, but I'm just gonna speak the truth. Because I learned a lot of things after he passed and as I was an adult. Mm-hmm. My mom would share different things with me. Um and she said that he told her one day, You think that Paulette is so good. And she's this great child, but watch, she's going to grow up and turn out worse than what you think. His own daughter. His own daughter. His own daughter. She's going to turn out, and he said, he used my sister's name. It's going to turn out worse. And so to understand the psychology behind that, it let me know, wow, his abuse had nothing to do with me. Absolutely. And everything to do with him. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you know. Definitely. Definitely. Because there are still people that truly believe that even even though they felt something was wrong, Mm -hmm. they still internalize it. Yes. And it's sad because, like what you said, you knew that there were things going on in the background of your dad's narrative. I knew something was off. Mm -hmm. I was like, this isn't just a parent trying to raise a child. Right. 
these attacks seem personal, mm. you know? And as an adult, I can say I truly wish he was still here so that I could have gotten to know him as an adult wow. and really sit down and talk to him and find out why were you the way you were? Mm -hmm. What's the root cause of the behavior that you displayed? Hurt people hurt people. That's right. So I would have loved to know and just delve into how he became that way because anyone can change. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people change with time. Correct. Um, experiences. Mm -hmm. And it would have been great to just get to know him on that level. I think by you just saying that shows your emotional maturity and the separation that you have between this is what happened to you. It has nothing to do with me, but I want to try to understand and be compassionate to your plight. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. And it's a beautiful thing. How does your faith bring you closer to wanting, if you could have reconciled with your dad, what that would have looked like? Does that have anything to do with your walk with Christ, with your relationship with your father? Oh, it has everything to do with it, Rosanna, because I started a journey some years ago to really get to know the Father's love for me because I never received that from my earthly father. Mm -hmm. And I always desired it. You know, I admired relationships where I saw friends or even people on TV where the daughter has the love of their father, where he delights in her. And getting to know my Heavenly Father and Him showing me that, it sets me free. Amen. Don't you dare start crying, because uh, I'm holding it together. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I felt Yes, for a long time. I take that scripture to heart that He's a father to the fatherless, a mother to the motherless. He's He's our everything. And I said, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be my everything. Yes. And with that comes healing. Yes. With that comes freedom. And with that comes understanding and compassion mm -hmm. to wish that my father was here so that I could have sat down and talked to him and found out what was really going on. Mm -hmm. You know, because I would have loved to have a relationship with him as an adult. Sometimes we don't get that great relationship as children, but it can grow and it can evolve as an adult because we've lived life. We've had our own experiences. Oh, so you see the hope that yeah. if he would have been here, God could have softened his heart yeah. and allowed him to be vulnerable with you. And to create a finally create a connection, a healthy connection that would have obviously taken time, yeah, and grace and forgiveness and all that. And it may have started with me just slapping him one good time, <laughs> you know, just like, hey, this is for. <laughs> yes, I would have done too. And then twice. I got past that, and I'm like, now that we're past that, because girl, you vigilante. You only want just once, not a high. Just one good one. Just pull, <laughs> cock my hand back and forth. But just one, get it out the way and just really get to know what did you go through yeah. to bring you to this space? Yeah. What decisions did you make mm. that caused you to feel so trapped mm. and caused you to feel like you didn't have any control, that you had to seek it 
in the vulnerable. You know what's what I'm hearing when you say that? The verse that comes to mind is Jesus first loved us. And Jesus first loved you and you were willing to first love your father. Yeah. I think that would have done something to him. Cause I ended up surprisingly, which it happens, the victim can start to take on some of the characteristics of the perpetrator. That's right. And I had to check myself a few times with raising my own daughter mm -hmm. to not be as hard. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I wouldn't be physical with her, just not be as hard. Right. Because she reminded me a lot of myself when I was younger where I was more tender. Mm -hmm. And you have to customize parenting. One child may need a little bit more stiffness and firmness, but the other one may not. Because ultimately, we just want the right results. Right. So if I can get the results that I desire from you by just speaking to you clearly, but not as aggressively, then I can do it that way. You caught that, though. Yes. How long did it take you till you were like, wait a minute, this is a pattern. This is repetitive. And this is not coming from my heart because I love her. It was more like moments. Mm. So it wasn't like a full season or something and I was just, it would just be literally in the moment. If she would do something and then I would discipline her, I feel myself rising up too big mm -hmm. for her to receive the lesson. And within that, I would feel the tugging of the Holy Spirit, like lay off a little bit, soften up a little bit. Did she so show like, you signs? She would show me signs in it where I would see her kind of shrink. And I was like, I don't want that. Because I remember shrinking and trying to shrink and disappear yeah. in order not to receive the full throttle mm. of that type of discipline. Well, so that was a trigger. And it was an awakening at the same time. How God worked through that. And he's like, okay, baby girl, you remember this moment. Mm -hmm. This was you. Mm -hmm. Now what are we going to do? So I just scale it back a little bit because I want you to get the lesson, but it doesn't have to come with so much aggression. And I don't have to be so, so strong where you seem to lose all of your power. So I have a question for you. Where was your faith journey when you made that connection, when you synchronized the two? I've always had that connection to God. I've always had that relationship with him and desired it. So I I never just let go. I was like, I'm going to just always do my thing. He was always there with me. Mm. So that was a time where I had the connection to him. It wasn't as clear as it is today. Mm -hmm. It's been a journey throughout that. However, we were connected enough for me to recognize it and do something about it. Right. Then. Right. right. So you weren't blaming yourself. Like you weren't so you weren't like, oh, I'm such a bad mom. Because this could turn mm -hmm. a really ugly way as a parent. We put too much unrealistic pressure on ourselves yeah. to get it right the first yes. go round. So walking with the Lord, having that relationship with your father, he was pouring that love to you and giving you the discernment and the patience 
to, okay, we just need to adjust our parenting. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for the survivors to understand because many of you apply too much pressure, too much unrealistic pressure on yourselves and hold too much guilt and shame within and you carry that. Mm -hmm. And as a parent myself, I know that I've been through a lot of moments where I question, did I do the right thing? Did I not? What did I fail in? So when you recognize that right away, were there thoughts of how your father saw you? There were thoughts of, this is my daughter. She's precious to me. She's a gift. Mm. And I'm her guide at this time. And I don't want to abuse that position. Yeah. Now, there were times where I had to be more stern, yeah, more stern, especially like around the teenage times. However, that's where I lean and depend on. Her. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into truth. And he's the great teacher. Amen. So I depended on him. Teach me how to be the best mother to her. Yes. And it's a learning process. And it's a journey. Being a parent is a journey. Mm -hmm. And some days you get all A's and some days you get C's and you might get an F. It's okay. You got to keep going. You got to keep moving. You're learning to be their parent just like they're learning to be your child. That's beautiful. I know that there's a lot of survivors that are watching that are curious about the faith and they want to know God at a personal level. Mm -hmm. So some some of them might be looking at this like, wow, I want that. I want that kind of relationship. If you had anything to say to a survivor that has children or a survivor that's looking for healing, a faith base, something spiritual, something different aside from what they can provide within themselves, what would you tell them? What encouraging words would you give them? I would say, remember that you are his child first. Yeah. And remember that he loves your child even more than you do. And he wants you to succeed in all that you do. And he's there to help you and cheer you on and lead you and guide you. So lean and depend on that. Rest in that. Mm -hmm. Rest in the fact that he's here. And he said he'll never leave us, never forsake us. And we're never without help. Mm -hmm. That's where I go back to when Jesus was about to depart and his disciples were like, no, basically like, don't go. What are we going to do without you? And he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be who I am in your life. But the beautiful thing is he's there at any moment. Mm -hmm. So if you're having that time of doubt or uncertainty as far as your parenting or whatever, call on him. That's what helped me get closer to the father is talking to him like I would a father. That was going to be my follow-up question. What is your spiritual walk look like on the daily? On the daily, it is just me talking to him like he is my father. Um, That right there really set me free when I got away from, oh, prayers just getting on your knees and asking for this or asking for that. That it had to look like a certain way. Prayer is me in the middle of traffic saying, Father, please help me get through this. And please, oh, 
I just went off on somebody. Please forgive me. Please help me to be sweeter. That's what it is. You know, it's just communing with him. It's just talking to him. Prayer is, what should I wear on my shift throne today? I have no idea. You know I'm not used to doing this. What? Help me. You know, that, that's what it is. Help and me help the ministry. Help me help you help. <laughs> and the survivors. Yes. yes. And any which way. It's, and the it's details. simplified. It's details. He busies himself. In the details. details. It's an everyday thing. And it brings us back to the beginning. When he walked and talked with Adam and Eve mm. in the cool of the day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about rituals and you have to do it this way. He wants it to be simple. Yes. Simple. Love is simple. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be simple. That's it's supposed right. to be inviting. It's supposed there's supposed to be an ease. Yeah. And once I discovered that ease in my relationship with him, it makes things easier. Oh my goodness. It takes the pressure off. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like this he doesn't want us to struggle. He we already created for that. Cross. We weren't created for that. We no. weren't created to carry so much anxiety, mm. so much stress, so mm. much pressure. We weren't created for that. I remember one minister said that he was talking with God. And God told him if sin would have never happened, he said he wouldn't have never had one serious thought. Mm. Mm. He wants to bring us back to that, where there is a, an ease, a rest in him, yes. an assurance in him. Yes, it's beautiful. It's available. Thank God. So also just hearing you gives me so much encouragement and hope that with God, honestly, all things, I know it sounds like a cliche, but all it's things true. are possible. It's true. Thank God. Hearing your strength, hearing your confidence in the Lord and where you've been and where you are today is like a complete 180. Like who you were as a little girl, so insecure, but knowing that it was wrong at the same time and trying to figure it all out and then catching yourself as a parent struggling through that. Yes. But God getting you out of it and showing you his love and his grace so you can pour that into your daughter. Yes. It's my show.